mid-sentence. What time should we both be cognizant of for wrapping up? Five minutes after the top of the hour. Okay, perfect. Um, is everything else muted in your on your end, Jeffrey, just so, because this will pick up everything through the airwaves? Yes, I can. Um, everything else is muted. You, you can't see me, though, can you? No, no we just do audio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, unless you have any questions, Jeffrey, Cameron will give me the countdown and we'll dump, we'll dive right in. Sounds great. Do I okay. still sound, sound good? Because I yeah. put in my earbud. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. I've got, I've got my earbuds in too. So we're good. Okay. All right. Okay, Cameron. Here we go. Three, two, Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of podcast downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of this Friday? Well, I can tell you we are joined by Jeffrey Flack. Jeffrey is a dynamic executive with over 20 years experience managing staff and patients to desired outcomes. He is a visionary leader capable of defining solutions to complex patient care issues. He drives revenue growth by marketing clinical services to both physicians and clients. He is a transformational change agent who helps organizations transform by improving processes and interpersonal interactions. He's a trusted advisor on numerous healthcare institution leadership boards, effective group facilitator and leadership coach he's experienced in lean myers briggs facilitator welcome to the show my friend how are you jeffrey i am doing well how are you lisa i am doing really well we've had this plan for a while now so the day is finally upon us and i couldn't be more grateful to you jeffrey i've really enjoyed you in the short time we've come to know one another oh i i've enjoyed you as well definitely high quality individual well, that right back at you, my friend. So a few other things that I just want to make note to the listening audience is in addition to everything I just plugged in the top of the hour here with the bio, you're also a certified speaker, you're a trainer, you're a coach, you're an author, you're a founding co-author, Jim Britt International, Cracking the Rich Code. We share that right. in common. And mm -hmm. uh, so business consultant, mentor, C-suite leadership, and your big goal is to inspire others to find out how to love what they do or to find it. So let's start there. What got you on the, the current path or trajectory of what people would glean from your successful career at this uh, point in time, Jeffrey? What was the inception of all this? The inception of, of finding about uh, doing what you love to do and, 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 and finding your true passion was a long process, a very long process. It was, um, and I'm not going to, you know, um, perseverate on my childhood and all that, but I'll, I'll try to try to segue quickly into how I got there. I, I, sure. I, I was um, a blessed um, child. I had a blessed childhood. I had lots of stuff, lots of things I had. Um, you know, any, I, we weren't millionaires, but I was, I, I, I had a charm childhood. You know, I grew up water skiing in Minnesota, snow skiing. I was on all different clubs. I was a BMX bicycle racer. I <laughs> could do, you know, pretty much anything I wanted to do, but I didn't, I was precocious in school. I was, um, I, I, I like to entertain. I like to, even though I'm a strong introvert. I like to enter. I like to have center stage at, and it, which is count, counterintuitive to an introvert. But if I think something is exciting and interesting, I like to to share that. And I grew up wanting to um, have my own business. You know, my father was top dog in everything he did. He was um, always the top salesman. He was. He in one of his businesses, the last business before he went into his own business, he actually sold seventy-five percent of the products for this wow. billion-dollar company. And um, I wanted to be like my dad, and I wanted to, you know, I'm like, I wanted to impress him. I wanted to. Um, we all want to impress our. I think we intuitively, instinctively, we want to impress our parents we want you know that we love them they um 
and, and I wanted to be like my dad. And he kept telling me, no, you don't want to go into sales. You don't want to. So, um, and I did, I, cause that's what he did and he was great at it. And, um, that was the path I was following. And I became a slave to money. Mm -hmm. I became, um, an individual that thought that once I got enough money, um, I could really do the stuff I wanted, but I needed to get that money to impress my father. Cause anything I did didn't seem to impress him. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I've, went to college and I studied, unfortunately, I studied women and alcohol. I've studied women and beer. When I went to college, I was not interested in biology, you know, my sciences. I was interested in it, but I was just having fun. I was playful. I really didn't have direction. And mm -hmm. um, as I continued my path through medicine, I didn't like that. I tried to get my own business and I went out east, became a financial advisor and the aha moment is when I lost everything. I went hmm. bankrupt. I was um, homeless. I was mm -hmm. um, pushing a grocery cart full of, you know, $500, $900 suits. And I had $300, $500 pairs of shoes in this grocery cart. And I didn't feel inside that I looked homeless or acted homeless. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman came up to me and he said, may Jesus bless you. And he gave me a $5 bill. Wow. I, at that point, I had lost all my material wealth. I lost pictures of my children. I lost all kinds of things. You know, I was a collector of coins. I had Michael Jordan cards that were were not even cut yet. They were on full print. I had all these things that I thought were worth so much. But mm -hmm. the things that I missed were those pictures of my children, those videotapes of my children. And at that moment, I'm like, it isn't money. Mm -hmm. It isn't money. It's never going to make me happy. I had money when I was mm -hmm. growing up. And I don't have money. And I'm not terribly unhappy. You know, it, it was a certain freedom being homeless. It wasn't, you know, my desired outcome in life is to push grocery carts around and right. for food, you know, it's not a Maslow's, um, self-actualization, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not living at 10 X, um, by any means. So well, that, that was it. That was, I got to make sure that people are living and doing what they want to do. The song in my heart was not to make money, but, mm -hmm. For some reason, I was trying to do that to make everybody. I was living from the outside in because that's the way I grew up. I had all mm. this stuff. I had all this stuff. And it it still didn't. It was fun. Mm -hmm. You know, poor me. I grew up with lots of stuff and lots of opportunities. Boy, I bet y'all have a lot of listeners feeling sorry for me. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I had everything in place to be successful. Uh-huh. But I wasn't because inside that wasn't me. That wasn't mm -hmm. my my love. That wasn't my desires. That wasn't my song that I wanted to sing. And I suppressed, you know, I, I, I would venture out. I would be successful and um, semi-successful in things I would do. But I wasn't happy, so I jumped to the next. And mm -hmm. that's when I knew what I was supposed to do. It's, it's Beautiful. Too, yeah, to build Beautiful. things, to help help people build an environment where they're happy, where they're where they're flourishing, where they're actually using their gifts and their love of and their passion for life, and and um, that's my goal, you know. That's love my it. my my stretch goal is to to spread that. Yeah. Well, a few things I'm going to say to you, Jeffrey. One, I want to commend you for being so vulnerable and candid because for the benefit of the listening audience, and that's always my priority when I'm bringing guests on to this show and we're sharing the backstory because a lot of the people who I am uh, continuously interviewing, it's it's they're known for something successful, either their brand, their company, uh, their affiliations, their social media marketing, whatever the case may be, their books, their products, their services. 
uh, to be relatable and to have that field of resonance open uh, for the listening audience. They want to know the backstory. They're looking for inspiration. They want to know that Jeffrey is identifiable and you are mm-hmm. for having shared what you shared. So I want to say thank you very much for that because people also think that when you're deemed or characterized uh, or regarded as a successful person, people think for whatever reason in today's society, I don't know why this is still something we have to qualify and, and demyth uh, and debunk, but people think that this is an overnight sensation. People think that, you know, there is no backstory, that there is no trials and tribulations. So for the ways in which you just shared with us uh, how contrary that is to the truth, I want to say thank you. I also want to say when you uh, opened up here at the top of the hour and you expressed yourself having been or currently being an introvert, I would I would challenge you on that and say, in my estimation of how I've come to know you, you're an ambivert. So you're not necessarily introverted. You're not necessarily extroverted. I think you're somewhere in the middle where you very much mm-hmm. relish and require your downtime, your solitude. And, and for somebody who's always pushing content and needs to be very mindful and in the zone for what you're doing for your clients and what you do for a living, you do need that, that moment of solitude on a, on a frequent basis to be effective. So correct me if I'm wrong. That's just my estimation of you. No, I, I would agree. You know, it, it, it's um, either a strong I or a strong E. And I would agree that I'm closer to the middle and I can mm-hmm. it definitely. Mm-hmm. But I need it to write, to create. Yes. Um, ex- except in improv. I did three years of improv in Chicago and that's total extrovert. That's absolutely um, free. free <laughs> free thinking and it's I relish it I it's it's an element it's just it's instant um feedback and it's a great way to quicken the mind even if Mm -hmm. you don't want to do improv it's great practice to get a stage presence to to gain confidence and to to play with your audience to get Mm -hmm. a feel for your audience and then and it's um it just builds that um that stage muscle Absolutely. Well, a couple of other things that you said, too, that are worth noting, Jeffrey, is, you know, when you were talking about the backstories that pertain to your dad and wanting to impress your dad and, you know, kind of rhetorically throwing it out there, you know, don't we all want to impress our children? Well, for my backstory being 25 years of service in social services, you know, Mm -hmm. we were apprehending children all the time. So with the generation of where we're at right now with parenting and things of that nature, I, I kind of flip it on its head and I'm of the elk that I want my parents to impress me and I want to be impressive to my children. Right. Because right. I think mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest role and responsibility speaking from one fellow parent to another is that is the role and that is the hat that we should be most proud of and that we should be putting most of our attention in to make sure that when we're talking about things like legacy and, and leadership and role modeling and the fact that the children didn't ask to be brought into this world, that we mm-hmm. be impressive. Oh, I, I agree 100%. And, and that's a big push behind the books is to uh, put my money where my mouth is. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, I've, I've have a children's story that's being, it's almost totally complete now. It's all illustrated. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's a story that stemmed from a disruption in my children and a friend of theirs. And it's, it's just, you get, you know, as a writer, you know, you get these inspirations and you just have to go and write it. And it's, it was this, I, I got bored reading these same stories to my children over and over. So what I did is I took situational lessons that they had endured and turned it into a story and then something that they could identify with. And now I've, I've going to publish one of them. And it's, it's, it's a great thing to teach them i think that not only the creativity part because everybody's creative in some mm-hmm. aspect it might not be the written word or the spoken word or but maybe they can build beautiful things or they can draw beautiful things or you know they can imagine beautiful things everybody's create creative mm-hmm. in some aspect and um i want to nourish that beauty within them and that's a big, you know, you talk about legacy, that's it. That's not mm-hmm. only going to be for them, 
but it will be for their grandchildren. It will be for my grandchildren, their children, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. Well, Grandpa did this, and he all he did was tell stupid stories. And he, <laughs> turned them into, he turned them into this wonderful, look at this, you know. Right. And it, and it doesn't have to sell a million copies. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's in print, and it's done, and it's illustrated by a professional illustrator, and it's my name. I wrote it, and... They've lived it for many years, and it's just a great legacy for them to give to their children. And, Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Well, congratulations, Jeffrey. That's just another uh, another notch in the creative belt, so good for you. So I, I want to I also go back to, um, you know, when we're talking about proving people wrong, you know, such as, you know, your dad and, you know, really wanting to live up to getting, whether we're using your dad as the example, because we're all guilty of this or we have at different times in our, our juncture of personal growth, personal development, we've all fallen into, um, you know, the category of, you know, we, we want to do more, we want to be impressive, uh, we want to gain certain people's respect or accolades Mm -hmm. or pat on the back. Um, But when did you get to the point within when we're talking about Maslow's and self-actualization and for what you do as a leader, Jeffrey, on the global stage, when did you get to the point where you realized, you know, it's really not about proving my dad in this particular case wrong uh, as much as it's proving yourself right, right? When did did you become the hero in your own story where it was really about, you know, I'm the one that's got to look myself in the mirror. I'm the one who's got to go to bed with a good conscience. I'm the one who's got to know that I put in a good day's hard work times seven days a week times decades of of doing what you've done to cultivate what you've nurtured for yourself. So when did it become less about other people's buy-in or permission or accolades and more about Jeffrey being good with Jeffrey? It became uh, 2001 when I was a financial advisor. I went through, um, it was a prestigious firm. They hire about one out of a hundred people. And, you know, it's, 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 I've went through all these um, different hurdles to become that. And then I scored highest in, I, I scored second highest on the tests for the firm. And these people were, accountants coming from Penn State and MBAs from Wharton School and and I scored higher than them and it's I so I again I was from the inside I was Mm -hmm. from the outside looking in I'm like well wait a minute I have these these gifts and why am I why am I downplaying my intelligence when these people have studied at the best schools and I'm blowing them away in the test and all I did was have the testing material it, it the aha moment came that i can do what i have the capabilities i don't have to impress anybody else mm-hmm. I, I and it took those testings it t- and my father didn't know about finance so he was highly impressed that i was with this prestigious firm and i was scoring higher than you know people that went to these prestigious schools and of course, I didn't succeed at it. I was a bankrupt <laughs> financial advisor, you know, going to the firm um, uh, with no place to live, but I still had a nice suit, and it was it was it was a total facade. It was a total facade, and um, it was, you know, I'm even if I fool these people, I'm not fooling myself. This is bingo. Isn't what, yeah, bingo. Bingo, this isn't bullseye. it. Absolutely. And so let's talk about, um, we share this in common, but this is your interview. This is your opportunity to shine, Jeffrey. So I'd be interested to know uh, your relationship with Jim Britt. Uh, Jim Britt International, Kevin Harrington, Cracking the Rich Code. How did this come on your radar? And what, it, what's, tra- what's transpired in your life as a result of this wonderful opportunity? Well, that came from Jim Britt. Yeah. He, he, he sought me out. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, at first I had a knee jerk reaction that this, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> What's this phone? Well, it's a California phone number. I don't know. It's, you know, is this a, I didn't think it was real. Why uh-huh. are they coming after me? Um, and then Kevin Harrington, I'm like, 
wait a minute. <laughs> he has uh, made hundreds of millions of dollars and was an original shark. And yeah, um, but it. I've had lots of candid conversations with Jim. He's laid back. He is. Um, uh, he knows what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. and he's no nonsense. If you don't want to do it, he's not going to push you. Um, mm-hmm. He he wants people that are drivers, but he's not going to tell you that because he knows he's he's been in the business long enough. Um, and the people in the book, um, I was a founding author, and mm-hmm. I've reached out to. Um, well, Marilee's become a dear friend of mine, and mm-hmm. we speak daily. You're becoming a new dear friend of mine, and just. All these other opportunities have stemmed from it. Um, it's not just Jim Britt and Kevin Harrington. It's they seem to to know what to pick, mm-hmm. and it's it's up to us to reach out and um, leverage and you know create a synchronicity within the people and cracking the rich code and everybody I've reached out so so far has been top notch and and willing to help and having lots of answers to questions I didn't even know I had mm-hmm. um, and 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 help um, help me succeed and it's it's been just a wonderful experience so far um, beautiful yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm humbled by your response when I asked you about how, you know, you came on the radar or how Jim Brick came on your radar. And, you know, talking about seeing the area code and seeing California. And then when you found out what the opportunity involved, it was like, me? Now, I find that very interesting because when we're talking about leaders, and, and I've interviewed, like yourself, uh, Jeffrey, I've interviewed top-tier notable names uh, for the last five years of my doing this with global radio and podcasting. And it's always uh-huh. interesting because these people would never differentiate. They don't see hierarchy. They don't, they're not about ego. It's not about us and them. And for anybody who really understands personal growth, personal development, which I know you do, which is why I'm right. humbled by your response. But it's like, you know what? Why not me? Like when people always say, why me? I'm always like, why not you? This is what I say to my mentoring right. clients and, and my coaching clients. Because if you really understand your own worth and your deservability, then you're you're in the ring with all the other game players as well. So, And if you're doing continually good things, which you do, Jeffrey, then why wouldn't you be on the radar of these people and why wouldn't you have a voice to lend to the cracking the rich code uh, compilation book uh, and have your own signature message that's unique to you that's worth uh, getting out there to the collective on the global scale so I I just find it fascinating when people say Mm -hmm. me 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 well of course you why not you (laughs) yeah yeah great response Um, true you know we teach I teach leadership. Why not you? Uh, that's exactly my words. And yeah. and we can see value in other individuals that they don't see. And um, it's why not me? I think it was I was hypercritical. There's so many scams on the Internet. There's so True. many scams. And, and um, you know, it's like somebody's seen me as an influencer and now they want to find a way to get some money out of me and. <laughs> and it was, it was him. It's Jim. It's yep. um, and he keeps coming back for more opportunities and in, in mm-hmm. other, other types of businesses in Kevin as well. And um, he answers my emails. He answers the phone usually when I call. You know, he's a busy man. Obviously, he's not going to answer every time. But mm-hmm. it's um, why not me? And you're right because we put in the work uh, when you put. When the student is ready, the teacher appears, and that's that's right. That that's what has happened, and um, it's been a fascinating ride, and it's been ex- exponential growth since then. Mm-hmm. Um, from contacts to leads to new relationships to a higher learning to also finding that a lot of things that I know people understand that at this level now that 
these individuals that I'm meeting. They're, they understand it, and we can help dig into it a little. We can put our teeth into it and say, this is what I'm struggling with, and a lot of these people can identify with that. So it's a network, a group of friends that are at at the 10x, at the higher level, at, at a, a level where I feel more comfortable. I just mm -hmm. feel I belong there. Um, but I was hesitant. I was um, somewhat cynical and critical and just being, you know, mm -hmm. the world being uh, uh, a place where there's a lot of theft and there's, if, mm -hmm. if you pour yourself into the news, you're going to what you feed yourself you're going to become so stay away from that negativity and and um keep that that positivity going um not mm -hmm. to be pollyannic and jump into every every pond that you see but have mm -hmm. some dis some discernment there mm -hmm. um but you're right why not well Absolutely. And I'm going to, you, you kind of touched upon it there, but I'm going to reframe a little bit about what you said, because yeah, we've all been, you know, we've all been on the receiving end of scams and we've mm -hmm. all, as we've evolved into becoming adults, there's a lot of reasons, uh, alternative to our childhood in some cases where we have grown to be skeptical or jaded in, in some cases. But, um, the thing is the fact that you are you are able to critically think and you make that a priority in your life so that you do find the quality people, the quality caliber opportunities like the Jim Brits, like the Kevin Harrington's, like the Merrillies, like everybody who's affiliated with cracking the rich code, um, you know, to be discerning, not just as an individual and as a leader, but as a consumer. And so I like the mm -hmm. fact that we came back to qualify that answer a little bit more because being a leader, I know that you know your own worth. I know that you know your own deservability. So thank you for reiterating with a little bit more clarity that it was more just to protect yourself from the scams and a lot of people proclaiming the same things but don't really have the metrics or the trackability in which to back it up and substantiate it. So, yeah, we do encourage the people who are listening to the show and to the podcast subscribers you know, for those people who are out there who are trying to elicit you from a marketing perspective, always do your homework, do your research. But please also know, based on what Jeffrey here is sharing with us today, the Jim Brits and the Kevin Harringtons, they do exist. They do. Right. And so yeah. that's a segue going into when we, you define your purpose when you clarify what your purpose is, Jeffrey, and the talking point that I want to talk about is the question, call it rhetorical, call it let's dive deep. Is it the needle in the haystack? So where do you want to go with that? The question, I guess I'm, I don't understand your question. I apologize. I just don't know what, what you're asking me right now. No, that's okay. So, you know, for people who are in the realm of leadership, particularly servant okay. leadership, people who are thought leaders, influencers, agents of change, you know, there is a distinct difference between knowing what your passion is, but also underscoring that with more definitively, what is your purpose? And so to get right. that level of established clarity, purpose is for a lot of people, the hardest the hardest concept within oneself to be able to hone in on and go, yeah, that is my purpose. And then that's where brands get built around. That's where passions get built around. Um, so in terms of looking at it as the potential perspective needle in the haystack, why is it worth going and doing the microscopic work to find the needle in the haystack, AKA your purpose? That's the reason we're here. And this, yep. that's the reason why, you know, you were the one in 100 sperm that made it to the egg. You have a one in 14 trillion chance of ever becoming a person at the time that you became a human being. You were born with a spirit inside of you and you you're in a physical body and that spirit, you can see it as a child. You know, you can see the 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 imagination, the dancing, the singing, the playing. It's. It's within them and the things that they gravitate towards are it's within them. No mm -hmm. matter you, you could stick a child in a room full of toys and one might go pick up mechanical things. Another one will do musical things and some of them will go up to all of them. And, you know, you're born with that music inside you in society, culture, um, education tells us what we should and shouldn't do. And it's based on social mores it's based on metrics mm -hmm. um 
the educational system is taught towards the metric, which is, uh, uh, you know, a soapbox of mine. It's a flaw. If you're going to test towards the, in America, we test towards the standardized testing system. So we teach towards it so they do well, so that the teachers can get um, tenure, so the teachers look good um, because their children test well on the standardized test. That doesn't mean that that child is getting what they need. Their song inside of them might not be a standardized metric test. And it's mm -hmm. not proven that that's going to create success. There's plenty of long-term studies on Harvard. They did a long-term study on individuals that, and everybody at Harvard has to meet a certain metric to get in there. Mm -hmm. they, they looked at the ability to delay gratification. And the ones that had goals, mm -hmm. a purpose, succeeded 97% of the time. And the yes. ones and the that didn't have goals or a purpose were unhappy and didn't succeed. They didn't know what they were doing. They both had the same education. They both had the same potential. And it was based over a couple decades. And and it's because one had a purpose, the other one didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's finding your purpose, making sure that you have the tools. And, and obviously the abilities to do it, you know, if I'm four foot two and I want to become a center in the NBA, probably not going to work. <laughs> you know, it, it, it might be your song inside of you, but I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. in, in a different league or something that would work. Or if I can't sing, you know, and I mm -hmm. want to become singing the opera, you know, those are extremes, but <clears throat> There's a song. We know what's in it. We know if we're happy or not. We, Steve Jobs said, when I look in the mirror and I don't like what I'm doing more than a couple days in a row, then I stop mm -hmm. doing that. Yes. And, you know, he's an exception as well because not everybody can do that. If you have children, if you, you can do it, but it's a higher risk. And Absolutely. The higher the risk, the higher the reward, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, Very true. But I think I know when you're in harmony with with your song inside of you, with your purpose, with your spirit, with your God giving gifts, and 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 you know if you're if you're pushing snooze over and over again, if if. If on Friday you're already thinking about Monday, it's mm -hmm. time to it's time to refocus. It's time to get on your your um go go meditate or go take a walk and think about what you want in life and and listen to your song. Be quiet and mm -hmm. it will appear. Um Absolutely. And, well, the one thing that you said that I think was very pivotal, um, and I, I want to kind of extrapolate and add on that, is, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about standardized testing, when we're talking about, like, um, you know, people's IQs, you know, I think where we fall short as a society, particularly in our current culture, when we're talking about redefining uh, leadership, because we certainly have a lot of people who occupy that role or inhabit that uh, title, uh, but it couldn't be far more opposite on the scale of leadership in many people's right. humble opinion without going into names, politics, etc. Um, yeah. But, you know, if we if, if we yeah, yeah, you got the gist on that one. But if we if we highlight and impress upon, you know, you know, regardless of religion, regardless of, you know, what people's zip codes are, postal codes, etc. At the end of the day, we all have to interact with one another. So I, I'm more apt to want to not only for myself, uh, as and I'm sure I can attest for where you're coming from as well, Jeffrey, and, and for all of us as parents with our children, you know, it's more important that our, our ourselves our children, our society, our community, our culture. It's more about emotional intelligence. You know, let's talk about roots of empathy. Let's talk mm -hmm. about compassion. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be problems on the human scale that we're all going to have to, you know, participate in being solution focused towards, whether it's your specialty of what you do in, in the healthcare sector 
or what I do for what I do for a living with podcasting and using my global platforms to impart my message to people in conjunction with my my phenomenal weekly guests such as yourself Jeffrey but you know we got to tap into how do we help people how do we help people expand how do we help people learn and grow and evolve and you know get out of their own way and get out of victimology and get out of being problem saturated as opposed to being solution focused so you know it's really important that we put more of an emphasis on emotional intelligence than how mm-hmm. people are doing academically right yeah and i i think that's the new uh golden rule and it, that is transforming human resources and hiring now. It's it's more problem-based interviews, you know. Tell me a time where you were struggling in, mm-hmm. in management and what did you do with your team to um, get through that challenge? And as you listen to their words, as you look at their expressions, their pauses, whatever, you know, we mm-hmm. pick up on all these things intuitively you can hear the individual that's look struggling to to spin it and make it sound positive and the other ones that are emotionally intelligent have the eq um the emotional quotient of intelligence that you know what we dug into it and it didn't feel good that we were that we would have to lay off people. So what we did is we rotated individuals so we didn't have to lay off people. And we found as a group a way to grow the company again and and decrease costs across the board of things that were were either um, inventory, things that were left in inventory that we didn't really need, but we always kept it on hand. And it, it, it cost you a lot of money to inventory stuff. So we went to just in time, whatever their problem solving was, mm-hmm. or the individual said, well, we did right sizing, which is, that's a finite way of thinking. It gives you a, a blip for a quarter. It's not emotionally intelligent. It's it's looking at numbers, cutting the fat. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't work. It, it never works in a business. Even the greatest businesses that, it, um, if you look at Jack Welch and GE, he always cut 10%. No matter what, the bottom 10 got cut annually, and GE grew tremendously. Mm-hmm. But where are they? Where are they now? You know, those metrics aren't working anymore. It's it's people centered. It's your biggest asset is your people, and just because you're in healthcare, if you're a good doctor or a good therapist or a good nurse, doesn't mean you're going to be a good leader. Absolutely. It, Bingo. And um, that's, that's what's happening. And healthcare has a, has a catch up with, uh, with business. And um, right now there's great opportunities to teach leadership in the healthcare setting because they don't necessarily know how to they know how to tell patients what to do they're used to dictating mm-hmm. but that doesn't it's not a carrot and stick world anymore right it's, um it's um a nurturing environment and um, the needle in the haystack is realizing that your greatest asset are your employees and when you're a lever a leader sorry mm-hmm. a, a lemur or a lever i don't know what where i'm going <laughs> Lemurs are almost extinct, so that's almost the same as leaders. You know, they're on the same lines. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but there's a great need for true servant leadership. That's right. the, You're only a leader if people are going to follow you. If, only, if you're a leader because you have a title, you're going to be gone as mm-hmm. soon as somebody better comes along because you're not a leader. You're mm-hmm. just a title. If right. People that introduce themselves as I'm, I'm X, Y, Z, um, the district manager of whatever. Mm-hmm. So what you've already lost me now. It's yeah. Like, and for how long, for how long, because you just turned me right <laughs> off <laughs> and I can't be the only one. Wow. Yep. Yeah, stay away from that guy. Absolutely. Well, Don't. the thing is, too, I mean, what people know about leadership is it's, you know, great leaders empower other people to empower themselves, 
right? Right. And Absolutely. you know, it's yeah. always it's always a compliment, and it's a testament to the results because results don't lie in terms of who subscribes to you, who follows, who's plugged into your message, who renders your services, who buys your whatever. But at the end of the day, if it's always about you know, because I don't want people to flock to me at the expense of truly believing in themselves, you know, like if you find Mm -hmm. people like, and I say this to the listening audience, if you find people like Jeffrey and I inspirational, that's great. We're, you know, eternally grateful. We appreciate that. But please don't let that ever come at the expense of recognizing what your own talents are, what your own gifts are, what your own strengths are. So I'm Mm -hmm. always about be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, be your own best friend. Because at the end of the day, regardless of what position you hold at the time, uh, whatever your title at the given time at the end of the day you're by yourself so who are you fundamentally as a human being and what do you subscribe to unconditionally regardless of everything else that that you know speaks to who you are in the introduction of this is so and so you know that's great like I mean obviously you've put in the great work you've put in the required work uh you've been consistent you you know you're visionary and you're all of that but at the end of the day what are you doing that contributes to your own legacy from a humanity standpoint in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, I stepped up. I I didn't take for granted that being born on this planet is a miracle and I am not going to squander that opportunity. And it's not just for me. It's about what can I tap into that I know are my unique gifts and skills that are going to help anchor other people up by paying it forward and being of service to the collective. Uh, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And 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 just to to add on to that, uh, yeah, is um, Bob Proctor talks about you're you're trading your life for this. So are you trading your life for a car, for mm-hmm. a house, for a house on a golf course? Is that mm-hmm. truly what you want to trade your life for? Mm-hmm. And, and you're talking about his legacy and, and, and um, you know, Stephen Covey began with the end in mind when you, he, yes. he, he has a, um, oh, I'm struggling for the word, having a word finding problem here, but it, looking at the end of your life, mm-hmm. imagine what your epitaph was to say on mm-hmm. your, your stone and, and, and imagine a close friend, somebody from church, somebody from work, um, and a family member, what would they say about you? If you think about that now, mm-hmm. that'll help drive you to your your life vision, your life mm-hmm. goal, your legacy mm-hmm. versus churning out widgets so you have a bigger house. So that you'll never be happy. You'll just always want more widgets and a mm-hmm. bigger house. And that's nonsense. Um, and in losing that, was an inspiration to me because it's, it's not about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was about those relationships, those times I had with my children at the beach. It was that I had pictures of them in utero, you know, ultrasound videos mm-hmm. of them sucking their thumb and kicking their mom. And that <laughs> was just such a beautiful thing. And, and I lost that. Mm-hmm. I still have those memories Mm-hmm. But now I can't share them with with my my boys, and it's it. If you think back in in one's own childhood, what was the best times? You know, was it when you got a red truck as a boy, or or even as a female? Maybe you wanted a red truck. I don't remember anything like that. I remember laughing in the tent with my parents and making them laugh. I remember riding in the car and being obnoxious until, <laughs> until my dad cracked up. He, he was so mad, but then he started laughing because I wouldn't stop. I just remember, you remember experience. You don't yes. remember, oh, that was my favorite bicycle or that was mm-hmm. my favorite car. It, and I've seen a lot of people on their deathbed and, and what's your these highly successful multimillionaires, um, mm-hmm. what would you give advice? And I asked this question early on in my career. What would you give advice to somebody in life? You've lived so long and attained so much. And their answer, and, and it's counterintuitive to entrepreneurs, but their right? answer is 
not works as much. Spend more time with the things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe their their needle in the haystack wasn't quite in line with what they did to make all their millions. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm working when I'm writing. I don't feel like exactly. I'm working when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I, when I'm helping businesses go through um, their challenges, I don't feel like I'm working. It just feels like, oh, this is a gift. This mm-hmm. is such a gift. I know how to do this. This is easy. It's 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 work. It's time. It takes, and it's you know, but it's easy. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that people are looking at the metrics and they're not looking at the people. That's a low hanging mm-hmm. fruit there. Mm-hmm. You know, a shiny hospital isn't going to make your employees happy if you, nobody look if everybody's looking down on the ground because they don't want to make eye contact. Very true. Very true. Well, just being cognizant of time here, there's a few things I, I want to additionally get to here, Jeffrey. So, okay. um, you know, in terms of, I mean, for everything that you've described, inclusive of your backstory and how you rose above your circumstances and used it to work in your favor, therefore being able to help other people as you got further along in the trajectory of your own journey uh, in terms of self-awareness, leadership, paying it forward, being of service. Uh, clearly you are somebody who is living fearlessly, but I would be more interested as I'm sure the listeners and the podcast subscribers would be for you to share with us, Jeffrey, in your own words, what does living fearlessly mean to you? Living fearlessly. Oh. It's um, those, you're going to take a risk, whether you do what you really want to do and you're going to take a, bigger risk if you don't do what you want to do so all those those excuses like mm-hmm. i need more money oh i better wait till i and and i had this one i better wait till i get my phd so i'm more respectable um before i i start talking about leadership because if i have a phd and i've done research in it you know how are people <laughs> going to question that? Right. No, you don't, I don't need those those letters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to make sure that I've spoke X amount of times to certain amount of... No, you don't. You mm-hmm. Get out there. You, mm-hmm. you, Michael Jordan has missed more um, game-winning shots than any other uh, basketball player on the planet. But guess mm-hmm. what? He's hit more winning shots, too. And... and it's getting out there. It's swinging at the ball. It's in baseball. It's getting out there and making a fool of yourself on stage, mm-hmm. going home, thinking about it. In um, the arts, they say, think about it for 15 minutes and then let it go. <laughs> don't, don't perseverate on your losses. Move forward. Love it. Love it. So that's, that's living fearlessly. There's something mm-hmm. in you that you want to do. You better do it. Otherwise, yes. you're going to continue to think of it's we Emerson says what lies ahead of us and what lies behind us are, you know, simple things compared to what lies, lies within, within us. us. So, Bingo. So, so, you know, Carpe Diem, seize the day. You know, there's yes. so many references to it and, and, and it goes way back. So I don't mm-hmm. know why we need to to question it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's um life it's culture it's society it's programming turn the tv off because it's programming you to tell you what you need and what you need to watch and what you need to buy and mm-hmm. no you don't you don't mm-hmm. need that i have friends that live in huge houses and are are very wealthy and you know, they're in opposite sides of the house because they can't stand each other. And then I have <laughs> ones that have little cabins and they go out on little boats and they're happier than, yep. you know, absolutely most, most people. 
Very true. Well, I appreciate that. That's a good answer. Good way to describe it. And uh, and again, thank you for depicting it and illustrating it in your day-to-day living and your, your decision-making. So Jeffrey, for the listening audience, where can people connect with you? Where can people get uh, you know, an initial consult from you? People want to partner with you, collaborate with you. Uh, people want to follow you on social media. People want to buy a copy of the book. Um, you know, where can people connect with you? Well, if you Google... Jeffrey Flack Inc. Usually I come up in the top, um, but mm-hmm. you can find me at workwithjeffreyflack.com. You can find me on Facebook at jeffreyflack.inc. Um, you can find me in Twitter feeds. If you go to my my website, though, workwithjeffreyflack.com, mm-hmm. you can click on all those different links. Um, and you can buy the book directly from me now. Now I am building my Amazon page, which <laughs> so you can buy it from Amazon. If you buy the book Cracking the Rich Code from Amazon, you're going to get um, Jim Britt's version. Um, if you go to your website, you're going to get your version and, and vice versa. You know, my mm-hmm. website's going to be on Amazon so you can get it directly. If you want one directly from me, um, Go to my website and send me an email, and I'll 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 mail it out. Um, Nineteen ninety five, free shipping, and and you can have the founder's book on cracking the rich code. Amazing, um, amazing. Well, Jeffrey, I just want to say it's been such an honor. Uh, I've really enjoyed our time here. You're always welcome to come back to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald because no doubt for the type of visionary, creative, and innovative person that you are, there's always going to be futuristic things that you're going to want to share with people based on your own momentous growth uh, and your fierce commitment to personal growth and to personal development. So for the ways in which in the short time that we've been connected, uh, that you've enriched my life and and just for being the wonderful person that you are. I want to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart, actually the center of my heart. I don't know why I said bottom of my heart. I always say center of my heart. So I just want to say, Jeffrey, I think you're a dynamo. I, I want to thank you for what you've taken the time to impart and to share with the listening audience, the global listening audience and the podcast subscribers. And to the listening audience, I'd really encourage you to reach out to Jeffrey. And when the link here, the podcast link is made available, I would really impress upon you to take the time Time, you know, listen to what Jeffrey has had to say, take notes, uh, copy down his contact information, please reach out to him, get a copy of the book, Cracking the Rich Code, uh, you'll thank yourself for doing so. To the listening audience, I also want to thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule for tuning in to myself and Jeffrey Flack here today on this lovely Friday on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I'm very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next week, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I want to wish you a lovely weekend. All my best, love and gratitude to all of you and to you as well, Jeffrey. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, I'm grateful, Lisa. Thank you. Take care Thank as well. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye, friends. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.